Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Well, 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 welcome in everybody to the El Huddle podcast. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz with Will Selva. Will, this is that time of year where I'm like, ¿Dónde estoy? ¿Qué hora es? What's <laughs> happening? Right? Because everybody assumes that after Super Bowl, how many times do you get the question, oh, you got to take some time off? LOL. Yeah. All the time. That's Hilarious. the case. Nope. Not the case. I wish no. we could all take a darkness retreat. Which, by the way, I was thinking about It sounds about great, that. doesn't it, at this point? like It, it, it does, but you know how skeptical somewhere. you know how skeptical our families would be if I said that I was doing, ooh, un retiro en la oscurana. They're like not letting us do say, that. ¿Qué es, qué es eso? Un disparate. ¿Qué ha pasado con Aaron Rodgers? My ¿Qué, mom is taking the first flight you know? out if I tell her I'm going to a darkness routine. Muchacha, tú está bien. No. I'm yeah. Not. I'm not, <laughs> as, as I told you, it's like, I don't think that's something in Western culture. You know, I don't know if that's um. She'd be like, you'll take a darkness retreat, but she won't go to mass on Sunday. That's what she's going to tell me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what she's going to tell so me. So there is, there is a, a guilt vice grip that is consistently on us. <laughs> and when, when Aaron Rodgers was being interviewed by this podcaster, he did not have shoes or socks on. And in light of what you and I were talking about, he does, he does. But that would be, my mom would be on me all the time. Tus zapatos, tus calcetines, descalzo, Uh, you know, you're going to get sick. You know what the popular phrase for that is in Miami? Pata sucia. (laughs) Which translates to dirty feet. (laughs) You can't be a pata sucia. Okay, get it together. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Because along the same lines of this quote-unquote no offseason, we were right into the combine, which I just came Mm -hmm. back from Indianapolis. It's a scene already in the very best way. It's like a reunion, right, of all of everybody across the NFL. Um, I had 24 hours there. Can confirm that's probably the perfect amount of time um, to be there unless you're a prospect getting ready to do uh, drills. Um, So we will have Robert Turbin coming up. He is there as well. He is one of the coaches um, for the combine. He's going to be mentoring the running backs, of course. We got a little quarterback carousel. But before we get into that, Let's get into some cheese me. Cheese me. 
Okay, so in Indianapolis was also one Derek Carr who was meeting with the Carolina Panthers. I call that efficiency. Like, if the teams are already there, yeah, just pop on in. We're already doing interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows what he's might doing. Might as well doing it. But when asked oh, yeah. about the meeting, this is what head coach Frank Reich had to say. Good meeting with Derek. Um, really have a lot of respect for him as what he's accomplished in his career, the, the kind of player he is, the kind of person he is. Um, you know, just see what, is this the right fit? Is this an answer? And I think, you know, part of that is, yeah, this is a good option, uh, but we have to look it through. We're looking at all options. This is a time of year that we do that. Um, we were excited about that meeting and it was a good meeting and, you know, we'll take it day by day. I mean, of course, standard coach answer, I would say. The other layer to that wrinkle right. is that Derek Carr is in a position here where he does hold a lot of the control about his future. I love that for him. Um, do you think, though, that Carolina could be a landing spot? Well, I feel like this was the NFL's version of speed dating because <laughs> sure. he's going from room to room or to coach to coach and GM to GM talking to them. The the Panthers know they have to get the quarterback situation yeah. right. They can't just put a temporary solution on that. They've gone through different solutions that they thought would work. Baker Mayfield... Sam Darnold did show some promise, but it's clear they are going to try to get this right. Whether Derek Carr goes there, I'll be honest with you, I think this all comes down to what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Hmm. While I think that uh, Derek Carr has a lot of say, I think he has a lot of say, but not the most say. I think that is Aaron Rodgers. He says he's going to come up with a decision soon. And I think once that domino finally falls that's when we'll see because i could see Derek carr with the jets joe douglas was extremely impressed with with Mm. carr in his meetings with him and of course he met with the the saints twice as well so he's got suitors he's got potential landing spots but i think it all comes down to rogers and how he's feeling now that he's had his darkness retreat oh my god once again (laughs) This man is is the main headline going into uh, free agency and just like the craziness that goes into the offseason. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Let us know what's going on, please. You would think out of the darkness there would be some clarity by now, but no. No, there isn't. Now, another quarterback, Lamar Jackson, he has yet to agree, of course. This is the debacle that never ends right. to a long-term deal with the Ravens. Now, when asked about Lamar and uh, the development on his signing, this is what John Harbaugh had to say. I feel like Lamar's doing really well. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just what it is, part of the business. You know, it's what you expect. When you have a great quarterback, when you make a great decision in the draft, you know, and I think, we, I think Lamar has done a great job in terms of developing as a quarterback and winning football games and competing and doing all the things that he does. I feel like we've done a great job in terms of uh, bringing out the best in Lamar over the years. And, uh, and it's just evident in the way he plays, you know. And so he's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. And uh, as a coach, I just I'm looking forward to seeing it get done. But it's not easy, you know. It's never easy. It's the business part of it. So, um, but I'm really hopeful and excited, fervently hopeful, and uh, can't wait for it to get done. Lamar Jackson joining us now via what are these called Funko Pops? Funkos. <laughs> yes. So with us, it's in right spirit, there with we're you. Rooting for you, Lamar. Look, <laughs> I, we know the man represents himself, right? Yeah. These are the types of situations. There's complications, though, with that, right? Where I wish that, like, he didn't have to do this fight, right? Like, that there was somebody else Mm -hmm. in the room on his behalf, pounding the table, getting into the nitty-gritty, the business side of it that can get real murky sometimes. Like, that's just the reality of these contract negotiations. But um, I also understand that he feels more than capable and wants full control of this. So there's a lot to be said about what's going on there. But how long do you think it's going to take before this is all resolved? I mean, I feel like we've been waiting for this for several seasons now because we have. I, It's tough to tell with the timeline, but right. I do have to think that they're going to have the franchise tag mm. uh, in mind, whether yeah. that's the, the non-exclusive one or exclusive yeah. one. What's happened with Lamar Jackson's situation, because he does represent himself, at least in, in my opinion, is that he's lost some leverage. Right. He came back to play, started mm-hmm. off, we thought, wow, he was unbelievable playing like how we've been accustomed to seeing him, but then he gets hurt. So that's, and, and the salary that he was making was definitely not equal to okay. the talent that mm-hmm. he brings onto the field. Now, to your point, like Eric DaCosta and the Ravens, they have done several 
contracts before. They have experience. They've been they've had experience with, say, Roquan Smith, who also represents himself. But with the right. leverage issue with Lamar Jackson, if you take the uh, example of Kirk Cousins, he had two franchise tags and he still held all the leverage. Right. And then you go to um, Deshaun Watson in Houston. The Texans said, hey, you know what, Deshaun, you do your thing. Okay, you come back with a deal and then we'll figure things out. And he had four teams bidding on his services. Mm -hmm. And that contract, I think, is the holdup because of the 230 million guaranteed that the Ravens don't feel comfortable giving to him. But they have to be careful because they don't want to insult him with the offer because he is representing himself. So this is where it gets a little messy. And also, MJ, I don't know if you saw on social media what uh, Rashad Bateman had tweeted out when I Eric deleted, DeCosta was I asked deleted him. Twitter off my phone for a week Did and you half. really? Oh. <laughs> I just downloaded it okay, today. I guess you're so telling catch me, me up. Catch me up. <laughs> so, so basically, Eric DaCosta had said that in terms of the problems drafting wide receivers, he said, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. Mm. We're going to keep swinging. So Rashad Bateman then responded, how about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happened. Ain't no compromise, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Now, Lamar Jackson— How many exclamation points were in that tweet? Uh, they're actually, no, uh, ellipsis. There's a lot of ellipsis Ellipsis. in this. Any caps? Yeah. All caps? This matters, uh, the, right? Like the us, this is, us is in, was in caps. I knew that's it. in caps. I knew um, it. You know, because we, we've said before that Lamar Jackson he needs more weapons around mm-hmm. him too, right? So now Rashad Bateman he's getting he's getting hot about this as well, and this comes during this contract time. So what do you think? It's messy. Um, it's messy, and I love this for us. Um, not for them, but <laughs> the fact that they're out, like, you know, the things have changed so much in terms of us knowing the reactions from players in real time, because previously all we had was like locker room availability and sort of waiting to see the reports that came in through there. If you catch a guy yep. on a day where he feels yep. like popping off and like really saying how he feels right um, now, we know it immediately. All they got to do is open their phone and boom, you know exactly what's happening. It, Man, I I always go back to thinking about this franchise tag situation because ostensibly, if you just look at it dollar signs wise, the exclusive tag would give him 45 mil. But that's just for that one year. So what does that say? Right. Like, what is the investment that you're making in this man or lack thereof? Like, you know, this is the guy. Where else are you going to go? You're going to risk him going to another team after that unless you just keep it. It's just insane to me. And so when you hear coach saying, that's my guy, that's my dude. I love Lamar. Um, I've loved everything he's done for this franchise. Remember earlier in the season, 200% he's going to be our guy next year. Then get it done. Figure it out. Figure it out and make the investment, the commitment to him. Enough with this runaround. It's exhausting just watching along. I can't but, imagine but being they, in Lamar's shoes. Yes, but do they dare play hardball with them and say, you know what? Aren't we're going to do the non-exclusive. <laughs> we're going to do the non-exclusive, and let's see what the market bears. You try to figure something out, and we'll get two first-round picks, and somebody has to be saddled with paying them over $230 million guaranteed. Mm, es feo. So, could, no me gusta. I don't like that because uh, it's like, what are, you, what are you doing here? You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can't in one breath say, this is my guy. We want him here 200%, blah, 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 blah. And then play these little games, you know? Don't play I know. these games. I, I hear you there. No, don't play yeah. these games. But you know what they are doing in Indianapolis? They're running a lot of drills. And we're going to see the top signal callers mm-hmm. throw at the combine Bryce Young, he will throw at his pro day, but we're going to see guys like Anthony Richardson and we're going to see Will Levis, for Mm -hmm. example, see what they're about, C.J. Stroud. So we're going to be joined by former NFL star running back Robert Turbin. He's mentoring the running backs, Turbo, at a very fast 40 time. We'll get his takes on the quarterbacks, the running backs, and what does he think of the whole Russell Wilson, Seahawks, ending there we get into it with them make sure to stick around
It's backyard barbecue season, so light up the charcoal or fire up the propane and throw some burgers on the grill. Some people like cheeseburgers, others like hamburgers, and people will argue about pickles until the cows come home. But there's one thing that needs no debate. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. You add Hellman's, and boom, next level burgers, it's that easy. And then there's the side that every backyard burger cries out for, potato salad. Do you want to know the best secret ingredient? You've probably already guessed it, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. There are two kinds of potato salad, deliciously irresistible, rich and creamy potato salad and potato salad made without Hellman's. It's up to you what you want to serve. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Toyota Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect way to get to the dog park. Oh, that's the vet's office. It's okay, Lulu. We can go to the park after this. Whew, that's a relief. You were so good in there. Let's get you a treat, too. Backseat besties. It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Obviously, they get the medical during the week, but for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal is, to me, the biggest part of all this. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around on 40 with no defender around or an offender. <laughs> that is from Lions head coach Dan Campbell. They're talking about the Combine. Joining us from the Combine from Indianapolis is former NFL star running back Robert Turbin. Welcome to the L Huddle Podcast, Robert. It's an honor. Thanks yes. for having me, guys. Yeah. No, Absolutely. it's, it's, listen, it's uh, a pleasure to talk to you. You just heard uh, Dan Campbell's assessment of it. We've heard it called the Underwear Olympics. What do you think? Is it guys just running around in their pajamas and it's more important to just look at the tape? Yeah, I don't have any cool nicknames like some of these other guys as pertains to the combine. Uh, but you know, listen, if I'm if I'm being honest, I've, I've been through this process, the 40, the bench. The most important part of it is those opportunities to meet with the teams, you know, get some face time with head coaches and general managers and other members of the front office, as long as they take it seriously, which mm-hmm. I think the league has really kind of put a stamp on uh, with these teams because we, we, we've heard in the past, even I got some weird questions. We'll leave it at weird. All right. Uh, at that, but, uh, <laughs> but the on the field portion, look, I, I got to agree with coach Campbell. You'll, you'll, you'll know a guy when you watch the tape. Now, if you do something outlandish and you run a four, two, that can help your draft stock. But I think that you can be almost perfect in every drill that you do out here on the field. And it won't really impact you in the draft 
as far as dropping or if anything you'll drop more then you'll actually go up if you don't run like a four two or four three what i learned in the very brief 24 hours that i spent in indianapolis this week um is that the day and we knew this but the day for the prospects as well as obviously the scouts and like the front office folks it's it's a long day and it's not just what we see on the field right it's the whole week it's the interviews it's getting prepped for this it's trying to get in some conditioning and some practice before you hit um lucas oil stadium on your day um to be out there what do you remember from going through, let's call it a car wash, right? Going yeah. through that car wash of the combine and getting ready for, I mean, these guys take it as like the biggest job interview, biggest audition of their lives. Yeah, it was a mental challenge because you, yeah. you're, you're almost rushing to get everywhere that you're supposed yeah. to be. First of all, you got to figure out where you're supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. Get that part right. and how to get there. Then it's like, you got to hurry up and go because you feel like you're late to everything. And then when you get there, you end up standing around for 15 or 20 Hurry minutes before you actually yeah. get started. Yeah. So I say that because there's there's mental fortitude in place mm -hmm. for these young guys as they're going through this process that they have to overcome in order to stay sharp. Yeah, you, that that's a really interesting aspect of it. It's something we were talking about, Will, just in terms of like the preparation of all these guys and how they get there to Indy. Yeah, right. well, with Robert, you know, you're mentoring the running backs. This is the first year that you're in this role. And you've got this really talented group, a lot of big names. Who are the guys that we should be focused on or at least keep an eye on? Well, I'm still getting to know the guys from the group, but mm -hmm. I did have an opportunity to speak with Mohamed Ibrahim out of Minnesota. I actually met him at the East West Shrine Bowl before the combine. We've developed a relationship. Tank Big, uh, Bisbee out of Auburn is a good back uh, that I would look out for. Uh, but right now, I'm still looking at the guys as a group. I had an opportunity to speak with them last night at dinner. And, you know, the message that I, that I shared with them, you know, with me being in this role, serving as a mentor is, you know, obviously, I've gone through this process. I spent eight years in the league. I've gone through the transition process. And so there's a lot of things, there's a lot of knowledge that I know that I want to be able to share to these guys. And, you know, you're going to get tapped on the behind all through the week while you're here and everybody's going to tell you how great you are right. uh, but i'm here to give you the real spiel about you know the nfl and what it's all about and what you should expect but the one nugget that i really wanted to give them that was really important was you 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 hear oftentimes really all the time that the nfl is a business and when you're 21 and 22 you may not really understand what that is but what i wanted to reiterate was that this is actually a relationship business and what i meant by that is you know every person that they meet that they run into while they're here this week at the combine is really an opportunity for them to then build their network mm -hmm. for any time down the road and if there's one thing that i wanted to get them to understand quickly it was that I, that's such an important aspect of it because you hit the nail on the head these are young men most of them within that 20 to 22, maybe 23 year old range. So their entire lives have been very regimented as athletes, right? And now you're getting into the point, like now you have to, even though you have an agent and you have, you know, people sort of guiding you, you have to be the advocate for yourself. You are your own brand. And that plays just as much into it as the skill side of it and all of that other stuff. So so how, how do you square that? And what's been the response from these guys and not everybody's going to get that, right? Like not everybody's right. really going to take in yeah. the message. Yeah, everybody gets it, you know, sooner or mm -hmm. or later or sometimes never. Mm -hmm. I think it's just about being engaged. You know, I remember being a young guy and, you know, Michael Vick went up to speak uh, one time and he talked about how, uh, you know, careers are short and, you know, most careers are only two and a half years. Right. And, you know, it, it was funny because uh, as he was as he was speaking, he, he, he mentioned that there's a there's a good chunk of you guys in the audience right now thinking to yourself, well, that's not going to be me. You know, I was one of those right. guys, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and, but it but it happens. Then it ends up actually happening, you know, and so um, I think the, the, the important thing is, you know, how can I connect with these guys? Not about how can I connect with these guys? It's about connecting with these guys because I know how it's about yeah. connecting with these guys 
on a people level, on a personal level, then you can get them to understand like, you know, how this business really goes. Share some of the things that I went through as a player, share some of the things that teammates of mine went through as players and give them, you know, the reality of how the league can go and, you know, to avoid some of the mistakes that I made as a player and some of the other guys. Robert, we um, have been seeing in the news what has happened to Georgia's defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, dealing with an serious off the field issue, decided to return to the combine for some of these talent evaluators. They're throwing up their hands saying, whoa, 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 we didn't know about this other aspect or this situation that's developing in his life. How do you reach somebody like him, for example, so that way he can be transparent to these talent evaluators? Because as you mentioned, it is also a business and he has to sell himself, but there's also something that is serious that's happening that has real consequences as well. Yeah, you have to learn to compartmentalize real real early uh, for, for Jalen. And, you know, so for me being in this position, it's, you know, sharing examples of times where I had to compartmentalize in my life. And again, leaning on some of the other stories that I know about or have witnessed where they had to compartmentalize as well. Like I, I, I give more, uh, you know, examples of guys like Marshawn, you know, who went through some things and still went on to have a great career, you know, et cetera. And so it's using those examples that guys can then relate to that kind of help them, um, you know, approach their situations. No question. And look, I think there's, there's something to be said about um, adversity creating, developing your character, right? And how you respond to certain things and how you deal with it. But there is a lot of pressure, whether you have off the field stuff going on or not, um, coming into combine week. Um, I think one of the big things is even though we talk about like the drills, right? And how much stock there is in it or not. And that depends on the coach and on the front office of the team that's evaluating you. But one thing I'm sure you'll remember, Rob, was getting ready for those drills, right? And like, what that feels like this year i got i'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret maybe you've already seen this if not i got a plug for you rob um okay there is now a whole athlete hq in indianapolis for these guys to like prep and train and rehab they get swag from noble they get like all this treatment it's very different then that's cool then the combines of the past and i'm i'm excited for these new guys but i also talked to a bunch of folks who were there like wait a minute we didn't have any of that. Like these kids are coming in here, walking into the combine, like, oh, I feel a way. I feel a little special. And they oh, yeah. are, they're treated oh, yeah. like superstars already in that aspect. I think it's great that they get a chance to practice on an actual field, actual turf to do the 40. They have weights, all of the actual stuff they'll be do they'll be using in the drills. Um, but it is a very stark difference from combines of the past. It's, it's an evolution, yeah, no. I guess, of the game. 100%. And you got to credit the league, uh, you know, for, evolving this yep. way like how can we put these guys in the best position to be the best version of themselves when they have to go out and perform you know so they've done that by providing them more uh you know more things the the, the weight room the field we didn't have that i mean we we got all the swag and stuff though Nike, <laughs> yeah under armor you know they hey it was now it was nice now I, you is. know i, I don't yeah. want to undermine it at all it's nothing like noble though noble is doing something yo it's i've never seen anything like that before yeah yeah but yeah, you would be warming they, up in the hallways though of the right. of the convention stadium <laughs> right right uh, yeah you or the hotel your, right you'll be doing your 40 starts in the in the hallways and and, and stuff like that really when when during our time in, in 2012, we just we just waited till it was time to get on the field right. to really like yeah. have an opportunity to work on our stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot different putting these guys in position to be the best version of themselves. I love the evolution. Um, How does it compare to like the biggest game that you've ever had in your ooh, college career? Like it does not compare. It doesn't compare. You run in drills. So this is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. The scouting combine, it's a big deal. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to undermine yeah. it at all. Of course. But yeah. it doesn't compare to playing in the Super Bowl at all. Yeah. You know, like yeah. for, as a ball player, I, I felt like I was great on the field. I was a horrible drill guy. Cones, I hated the sight of anything orange because of cones. 
I couldn't got triggered get around. <laughs> I couldn't get around him. I'd always knock him <laughs> over, you know. But it never looked like that on the field. Right. Some guys can really relate to that. You know, so you know, you want to see how a guy moves, that's great. But the best way to see how a guy moves is how he moves against defenders. And that's why I really hmm. back what coach Dan Campbell uh said from the Lions. Yeah. We were we were saying that uh, the other day. I'm like, wait a minute. Remember when like a four four or a four three was like a rare thing? Like one, maybe two guys would do it. Now these right. guys are out here running four twos, yeah. four threes. Like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Yeah, I run a four 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 and a four four seven in my two attempts, mm -hmm. and I got the nickname Turbo. Right. You know, so <laughs> I had to have some kind of speed at yeah. some point in my life. That's nothing now. Right. Uh, so right. Offensive linemen are running four fours. <laughs> These kids are built different, man. I, I got in right. I going. got in right at the right time, y'all. These boys are fast. Yeah, now. you did. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you you carved out an incredible career. You you did play in Seattle. You played with with Russ there. You had Pete Carroll as your coach. Knowing those two those two guys and the the Seahawks organization. And there were reports that Russ wanted to fire uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider, too. Like, what did you make of that situation when you heard that report? It was a lie. It was mm. not truth. It was not fact. Russell never wanted anybody fired. Uh, he never asked for anybody to be fired. That's true. The other thing that's true is Russell has always had a strong relationship with Coach Sean Payton, especially mm -hmm. when they when they went when he went to the Pro Bowl and Sean was coaching the NFC side, they had a great relationship. The other thing that's true is coming out of the draft, Russell's favorite player was Drew Brees. He looked up to Drew Brees a lot. Part of the reason why he moved to San Diego was to be able to work out with Drew Brees in the offseason. Yeah. So and those both friends, really they are, they are, and he admired you know he admired Sean Payton from afar. He really he talked about it all the time, you know, but. He never went to ownership and saying, hey, I'd rather have Sean Payton over, over Pete Carroll. You know, were there, was their relationship perfect? No, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think they got a great relationship now. Um, they were both winners, and they both cared about people a lot, you know. And so um, that's what I make of that article, though. I mean, I, I don't mean to call anybody a liar. That's kind of disrespectful, but it, it, it wasn't fact that mm -hmm. that was what was reported there. Context and perspective change a lot. It's very, very important. So to add that layer in there, thank you for 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 bringing that on here with us. Um, you were fourth round pick in the 2012, 2012 NFL draft. How different and what's your view on how like the first rounders are treated based to the guys um, who are later on in the draft? Oh man, there's so many layers to that, MJ. Um, you know, guys who are who were picked in the first round, they, they get a lot more leeway uh, their mm -hmm. rookie years. Um, but I want to fast forward to when you have the opportunity to get your second contract. It's very interesting Ooh. when, despite how you may have performed on the field, you know, teams will view you like, hey, you were, you were a fifth round pick. Your extension probably isn't as deserving to be as much as a first round pick that's crazy who's in line for yeah. the same extension and maybe from a statistical standpoint might not even be as good mm -hmm. but so there's already a bias correct right there's already a bias on yeah. you no matter what yeah you came in as a six round pick you're ready for an extension mm. i mean you did really well but you're i mean you're you got the most interceptions in the league but you're drafting <laughs> in the sixth round don't don't know if I can give you as much as a first rounder, so maybe you have to go elsewhere. Like those are the things that happen when you're drafted in the lower round. At somebody somebody yesterday talking to the guys, it's funny. Says it doesn't matter where you get drafted. <laughs> it doesn't, right? Because you can make the team. You have a great career, yeah. right? Yeah. Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, we've seen it. Yeah, but Russ. in some instances, most instances. It kind of matters. Yeah.
business wise, it's something it's something to think about, especially when you're building. Yeah. I guess perhaps there there's so many layers now, right, with like the college kids because there is NIL now. There's brand partnerships. So, but in terms of just the playing football aspect of it, there that's the reality of it. Like there just is. There is a difference between the two. Will and yeah, I well, try to dig into layers a bit, but you know, Will and yeah, I talk about yeah. people's money because that's none of our business, though. Oh, but it's not, exactly. it's not even just about the money. It's just, yeah. it's just how you're viewed. Yeah. You know, the respect, um, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I was drafted. Okay. When I came in and, and I talked to the Seahawks, they said, listen, we're drafting you to be the backup running back. And so once you're, once you're kind of labeled that from the beginning, it's really hard to break that ice yeah. into, into becoming something else. And that happens all across the league. Right. That's real. You know, you know, you're you're mentoring the the running back, so it'll be fun to see how those guys uh, perform when their their name is called. Also, the quarterbacks will be showcased as well, and there's a lot of intrigue with some of these prospects, whether it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. What is your take on some of these young signal callers that we're going to see? Because it seems like all of them have a flaw or two, and there's a little bit of risk, but there's a lot of talent, and that's no question. Yeah. I think the I think the bigger question, because you 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 nailed it. These guys have talent. There's a couple question marks with these guys. So for me, the question really kind of goes to the team, in my opinion. If a team is looking at CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson or any of these guys, how do you plan on utilizing him within your system? Let's use the 49ers for an example. All right. They go out, they get Trey Lance. They trade a bunch of picks. They go and get Trey Lance. Okay. Because they feel like he's going to be their next franchise quarterback. But before he was injured, if you look at the way that they utilize him, I don't know if they utilize him to the best of his strengths. We knew that he can use his feet, so they tried to do that. But quarterbacks don't train to run the football. They train to throw it. So when you put them in these positions where they're running the football all the time, what happens? They get hurt. R. Jackson, you know, Josh Allen, Cam Newton. The examples go on and on, right? So if you're looking at a guy like C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson and these and these guys who can do some dynamic things with their feet, how do you plan on utilizing that player? Do you have a plan to develop them as passers or do you want them to be extension extended running backs? Because if that's the case, they're all going to, they're all not going to do well. Right. They're not. And so I love that, that you put the onus on the team because it's true. They're coming in, they're showing you, this is who I am. These are the skills that I bring to the table yep. for your organization. How are you going to build me up now and put me in a position to succeed? Now, sometimes they do that and it may or may not work out, but right. I do like that the, that the onus is put um, on the teams there to, to do right by the talent that they are investing in, right? Because at the end of the day, everything has to has to line up. Yeah, and these guys are rookies still, even the quarterbacks. You know, mm -hmm. they have so high expectations when you come into the league as a quarterback. Well, guess what? Just like a young DB who's got to learn how to backpedal and get out of his break quickly, man, those those same developmental, you know, flaws that may exist in a quarterback have to be developed over time as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think the onus is more on the team because especially because of the type of quarterback class that we have, there's not one guy you say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Andrew Luck. You, you know he's got all the tools, right? These guys need development. So how are you going to go about that process? I love that. Just a fascinating conversation with you, Robert Turbin. I'm sorry, Turbo, Turbo. now that we know you're oh. 40 time, right? Uh, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. I felt like I learned a lot. And you did give context and nuance and good luck with, with mentoring these, these young running backs and these players, just based on the small sample size of us getting a chance to talk to you. I think they're going to get a lot of wisdom coming their way. So Robert Turbin, thank you so much for, for joining us on the El Huddle podcast. Very enlightening. And please come back again, my friend. I will. I will. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
It's backyard barbecue season, so light up the charcoal or fire up the propane and throw some burgers on the grill. Some people like cheeseburgers, others like hamburgers, and people will argue about pickles until the cows come home. But there's one thing that needs no debate. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. You add Hellman's, and boom, next level burgers, it's that easy. And then there's the side that every backyard burger cries out for, potato salad. Do you want to know the best secret ingredient? You've probably already guessed it, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. There are two kinds of potato salad, deliciously irresistible, rich and creamy potato salad and potato salad made without Hellman's. It's up to you what you want to serve. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. Donna and her friends were excited to check out a new spot for game night in her Toyota Camry until they arrived and realized that this particular game night was bingo night. B-14. So Donna and her friends regrouped in the Camry and plotted a winning move to a mini golf course for some tried and true fun. Competitive drives. It's a Camry vibe. The all-hybrid Toyota Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Well, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, this is a time of year where things go off the rails. So to get us back in order, we're going to jump on the carousel. Mm -hmm. El carousel de los quarterbacks. The QB carousel, y'all, because we have quite a few (laughs) who need a little landing spot. They need to jump off, find a team. So let's go through some of them. And we talked about one briefly, but let's go to Derek Carr first. And we understand he talked to the Panthers and Indy, but where would you love to see him? next season i would love to see him with the jets i think he's gonna have a strong supporting cast there Mm -hmm. i would say aaron Rodgers goes there but i think in the end aaron Rodgers stays but who the hell knows (laughs) i just think Derek carr (laughs) to the jets sounds very plausible to me and i know that robert sala thought highly of Carr, so of course that's who i'm going with I love that, too. That would be my spot as well, just because I, I, I think the combination of, of Salah and Carr could be really, really good. Um, they've got great playmakers there already. I think it's a young team, but a team that is definitely clearly ready to win now. All right. James Richard Garoppolo. Where's my boy Jimmy going to go in your mind? Kimi? I think that Kimi is going to go to the Bucks. <laughs> I'm not sold on this whole Kyle Trask business because if they were sold on it, then why didn't they have him as the backup rather than Blaine Gabbert, right? So I Mm -hmm. think that Hemi would be a perfect fit for them, but for the Bucks, they have a lot of work to do. It feels like they got a little older, a little slower 
but that seems to be a nice logical landing spot for uh, Jimmy GQ. Heaney. Yeah, I remember last season there was like a, a lot of us here were saying on TA like, oh, maybe Seahawks. We already know what the Seahawks situation seemingly will be. So, huh, Heaney in Florida. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Let's talk about the newer guys coming through. Bryce Young. Where could he land? Bryce Young <laughs> is somewhat. <laughs> it was because then you have to bring up the height differential. Oh. Then you have to also bring up the, um, the, the, the stature, his body, and mm. whether he can absorb all the hits. Man. I think that's also a concern. Uh, a but he is a winner. He makes all the throws. He can process really well. He is well-liked in the locker rooms that he's been in. I think yeah. that it's the Texans guy is what I think. Oh, I like that. Under D'Amico. Yeah. That yeah. would be awesome. I like the way yeah. you're, you're I, going I can here. see that happening. All right. Yeah. One so. more. CJ Stroud yeah. also getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. I think that CJ Stroud, out of all of these draft prospects, is the most polished Mm -hmm. uh, he's got the uh, numbers, the measurables, can make throws, can process really well. I think that he ends up going to the Colts because they've been desperately trying to find oh. a franchise QB, and they will finally find one in CJ Stroud. I mean, this is uh, why don't why aren't you doing a front office already? I mean, this is insane. So good. Will. <laughs> Who clear, knows? We'll see. Clear, the, concise. Uh, you know. Will has the answers. Uh, no, but I'm right along there with you. I liked. I hadn't thought about him to the Colts, but that it actually does make a lot of sense. Um, I think the fit would be good. Good for. I love that for him. Let's see, because you know draft night's going to be crazy. Um, all right, I like these. Will I like these a lot? Yeah. So so it's always time to put a little bow on the El Hado podcast. That means, y punto. <laughs> so my y punto is Tom Brady reportedly wants to try stand up. Now, Nobody I asked for like, this, Tom. <laughs> no, no. I feel, you know what you can't do, Tom? You just can't go behind the mic and say, let's effing go. <laughs> right. I think people are going to oh, Tom, yeah. that's yeah. funny. You, you got to say more than that. Um, yeah. He just doesn't strike me as somebody who could have the, the premise, punchline, premise, punchline. You know, it's like, oh boy, I was in this huddle with, uh, you know, uh, Gronk there. And then Gronk, you know, he decided to put his hand underneath his armpit and then he started to do arm yeah. farts. I mean, how great is that, everybody? Like the, the comedic you know, like, timing would need work. Say? There's a, yeah, there, stand-up comedy is hard. It's, it's very, very hard. difficult. I, and it's sort I, of an innate I've ability, right? In that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I've, I've dabbled in it. I did a, a long time ago, a friend of mine, Al Madrigal, who's, very successful, successful actor now. And I remember following him and and we would go to different comedy clubs and see what worked, what killed and what didn't. And it's hard, really, really hard. And I just think going up there and saying, hey, I'm TB12 and you're not, I just don't think that's gonna gonna be funny. So that's my punto. Something to be said about his confidence though. All right, Tom. The world is yours. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it in the other direction um, to a young up-and-coming draft prospect in Will Levis, who I got to speak with in Indianapolis Ooh, yeah. in the brief time that I was there. So we go from Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. to Will, <laughs> wait for it, Donovan Levis. We had, Donovan. we were going, I, I was hanging with the Noble folks. and That was um, not on Wikipedia, by the way. That was, it was not on Wikipedia. It was not on Wikipedia. So I was like, does he not have, is he like a Brock Purdy? Brock, no middle name Purdy. And you know how I feel about full yeah. government names. Can also confirm he is not a William. It's Will. Just Will. Yeah. He told me okay. that his just parents Will. thought right. William would come across too pretentious. So they just wanted him to be Will. So it's Will Donovan okay. Levis. I was really, really <laughs> impressed by him. He was he was also very polished. He's like a regimented guy, right? Like he has his schedule. He has his watch. He's like, at this time, I'm doing this interview with MJ. Then I'm going here. Like he was on it in a professional level. But in my conversation with him, which there was no prep for, right? Like we just were chopping it up. Um, 
he was very likable. He reminded me of Aiden Hutchinson in the term in the way that he wasn't contrived, but he was very put together. So that makes me root for him even more now going into the combine and ahead of the draft. So Will Donovan Levis. Looking out for what you're going to do, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. I I thought you said like, like, I thought he was really, really likable. Like, and I thought you were going to say me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I I thought, of course. But that's a high benchmark. That's a high benchmark. Um, I don't just throw out Will, like Will Selva to anybody. All right. I only talked to him. You know, he's a star. Yeah. He's He's a star on TikTok, by the way, that he puts mayo in his coffee and he also eats bananas with the banana peels on there yeah i didn't have uh, enough time so, to get into all that because that's very layered and i was like yeah. we i need a full like two hours with you to talk to you about this okay because i feel like yeah. there's no there's more there bless him yeah bless him but he's a tiktok star you are a star uh <laughs> that is another podcast in the books we appreciate Ooh. everybody who was listening to us this l huddle podcast we're very proud of make sure to subscribe to like to download we appreciate you hanging with us as always mj mi prima hermana as always <laughs> un placer always adios see you next week In Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.